The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this uh, ninth day of December 2023. Jimmy Valentine's birthday. Happy birthday, Jim. Uh, we'll get to more of your save you. That was Jimmy Valentine actually leading us into the show. His uh, big single out there on Spotify, Save You. Make sure you guys check that out. But anyways, today's show is, as always, brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code. 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles and other other uh, podcasts as well, such as the Corner Booth Podcast, Rising the Occasion, uh, Morgan Man Sports, uh, Sports Stove, uh, no credentials required. They're all over there at uh, Belly Up Media, uh, BellyUpSports.com. And thank you from all of us here at 1420 World Headquarters for making us a part of your day each and every day here at uh, 1420 World Headquarters. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great, uh, great news we got yesterday. Like we saw, it said, I got uh, one uh, nominated for the uh, creator of the year over at Belly Up Sports. It's kind of a pretty big honor for all the, the writers and everything else we got going on there and podcasters and everything else. And so it's kind of a, kind of a, a nice little pat in the back, I guess, like I said yesterday. But anyways, let's get into the, to some uh, shots and thoughts for this. Saturday morning, 2023, December, December morning. Got a Christmas party to go to tonight, so that should be a lot of fun. Uh, get out of the house for a little bit. But anyways, the Otani watch got going yesterday, and what an absolute disaster that turned out for uh, the Toronto Blue Jays and their faithful. Somebody decided to, uh, John, well, it's John Morrissey, uh, out of, I think he's out of New York or whatever, whatever he's, he's from, doesn't much matter. He reported early that he was a private bird, was uh, was chartered by Otani, and there was some, there was, he was on it, and he was going to be uh, the uh, his his management group had a, a bird a flight coming from uh, anaheim i guess or santa Ana, california wherever he he resides but there was a private jet coming to toronto uh they were going to get this deal signed sealed delivered then the all the rumors everything else started take uh taking shape where kikuchi had a uh, reservation for 50 people uh that so that was going to be part of the whole celebration everything else with otani uh signing a contract there was never ever anything reported by the um, by the Toronto Blue Jays, there was never a press conference scheduled by the Blue Jays, but that also might might stem from uh, the request for for the uh, privacy that Otani has. We talked about that the other day with the Dodgers and how they kind of got got away from the privacy thing. But something got out yesterday that, that just, uh, and it ran wild throughout the day. Overdrive talk was talking about it. There's a lot of people talking about it all day long. Uh, Twitter was a buzz. Uh, Facebook was a buzz. Sports media right across right across Canada were a buzz, and there was a lot going on. But as it turned out, Bob Nightingale at around four o'clock. Mountain Standard Time. He said that you know what, uh, this ain't happening. Otani's at home. None, none of this is true. None of this is happening. So Morrissey had to retract, and he said he got some wrong information. Everything else. So everybody kind of had egg on their face a little bit throughout the day because uh, the Otani watch didn't happen. Uh, the Otani signing didn't happen. Uh, it doesn't mean the Jays are out of contention for Otani. Uh, I think it's a two horse race. We've talked about this a lot. I'm, I'm still not too happy, as you guys heard the other day when we talked about this. But it's one of those things. It's just it's going to take some time. And yeah. I uh, I got a little amped up about guys not signing and things not happening and everything else. And I, I'm, I still feel that way, but I'm not going to get in there because Dave made a good point on our show on Thursday night that, you know what, this is a pretty big decision. This guy's going to spend uh, the last, the last uh, leg of his career 
10, 10 years plus. He's going to be living in a city that he might not be used to. He's going to be moving him and his dog or whoever else is going in there. And this is a major decision that it takes some time to get. I believe it for a little bit, but uh, the guy's going to lead a pretty pampered life no matter what. So he's going to be okay no matter where he decides to to live and hang his hat. He won't ever, like I said, we said the other night, he won't ever have to go outside if he doesn't want to. He'll have the uh, the Kawhi watch and the like how Kawhi Leonard did it in, in his world, uh, parking gar- garage to parking garage. He'll never have to see the light of day if he doesn't want to. And then they, they play in a, a dome in Toronto if that's the problem, that the weather's not his thing. But everybody everybody got caught in the uh, in the in the uh, in it, and I, I don't know what to, if there is some kind of a bonus that these guys get if they are the first to break the news because once you break news, especially with today's day and age, uh, it's on Twitter instantly, right? So they everybody just pats each other in the back, say, "Yeah, you got it first. You got the scoop first. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably a pat in the back." Um, Eagle wise, I guess, but I don't know if these guys get an extra couple of bucks uh, because they uh, they broke the news first. So maybe all a guy has to do is keep throwing crap on the wall and hope something sticks, and then you're the one who uh, who gets the credit. I mean, that's it, it could be quite easy. Just throw out a, a tweet or a, a Instagram post uh, once a day. That could be just completely outlandish, and if it happens, it happens. Then you're you're the one who gets the pat in the back and everything else. Like I said yesterday, a pat in the back is only three feet from a kick in the ass. So it's you, you buyer beware when it comes to these situations and these guys saying. Uh, saying things to hope that they're, they're the ones who break the news about Otani. I hope it does get done in the in the very near future, not only for, for the Jays and for other fan base as well, but um, I, I really hope that it is a, a, a Toronto team now. We had a little chat yesterday with uh, with Moose Hildebrand, friend of the show, uh, and he he was saying he kind of hopes that uh, it would be a great thing for baseball in, in Canada and for the Blue Jays to uh, end up with Otani, but it would kind of... Um, it would kind of be bad for uh, Otani's uh, legacy, I guess. I don't know if that's the proper wording that I'm using there, but it wouldn't be great for uh, Otani and everything else because it would be better if he was in a place like, I don't want to say New York, but let's say if he was in, let's let name a team, Boston. Let's say if he went to Boston and played there, uh, you get a lot more eyeballs, you get a lot more Sunday night baseball. Uh, it would grow the game a lot more than if he was hidden away up here in Toronto. Maybe that's what he wants. He seems like a pretty private guy and he wouldn't have the same the same ilk and the same pushback or, or the same the same uh, media attention uh, up here in Canada as he would um, in, uh, in, in places like Boston, New York, Chicago and the like, or LA, which he didn't have in Anaheim, but the Dodgers are a lot different than, than the Angels. Like, like, so let's not kid each other here but it's one of those things you, you wonder why uh you just hope it gets done soon like I, now for the jays fans i, I hope that, that it is that then who gets it because it would be a bit of a kick in the pills uh on monday morning if he signs somewhere else after all the anticipation that everybody's going through yesterday but we'll see how that all turns out um get into the sport of hockey a little bit uh you got problems out there in Pittsburgh and I thought they were going to have a much better season when they went out and signed Carlson and everything else. And, and uh, Crosby still putting up points and Melkin's still a, a great hockey player and Latang is still up there, but that team hasn't scored a power play goal in uh, its last 37 chances. And you, you wonder with just those four guys I named, you, you, you think that uh, five on four, you have four of those guys on the ice at once, but I guess there's only one puck. Uh, you, you think that uh, eventually something's got to go in net. And I don't think this is a, a personnel problem when your power play is that, that inept and you can't get something uh in to, to to if you can't score five on four or five on three i'm sure there was a five on three involved in there somewhere uh you wonder why that didn't get done and they, they haven't been able to put one in the net that, we, that's it's got to be a coaching situation it can't be on the players uh like a 
and maybe some players should just take some onus and just uh, do whatever they want. Because once you're out on the ice, you do whatever you want. Like, what's, are they going to bench Crosby? They're going to bench Latang? Are they going to bench Melkin? Are they going to bench Carlson? No. So maybe these guys just got to take the bull by their horns and not go by the X's nose and the whiteboard and everything else, and just start throwing some crap on net and hope something goes off an ankle or an ass or or off another player or off a uh, opposing player that goes in the net and get get a cheap one, get a rebound or whatever it might be. Because it's uh, that, that's uh, going 37 uh, straight with that talent and not getting a power play goal, it's hard to do. To not get shots on, like quality shots on goal this day and age, it's a, it's a tough to do and a hard thing to do. And you get players squeezing their stick a little bit. They're, they're trying a little bit too hard to uh, get that power play goal. They're trying to get everything done all at once, and they're just trying too hard. Sometimes the easiest solution is the easiest solution. Put the puck on net, crash it, and, and, and get it, get a cheap one and let the floodgates open. They're, they're only one game under 500, so if you think that power play gets rolling a little bit, the, the Penguins should be okay, and they should uh, contend for a playoff spot. But, but right now, boy, oh boy, that uh, having that, I think it's 51 by the, oh, it's a 1990 or like a 90s era Leafs team that has the record, I believe it was. I think I read this morning. I can't remember what year it was, but I know it is the Leafs at 51 straight. So three or four more games, the uh, the Penguins could be there. They don't play for a week, so they'll, they're, they're going to go the better part of three weeks on a power play goal. You think about that. That's crazy. And the NHL's got to do something about these uh, the, the the way it is right now. But there's there's teams with, with 28 games played. There's teams with 23, and they all catch up in the end. I, I get it. But it just seems that uh, you, you, this this week off that every team gets. The, 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 to get, let's get the season going. Let's keep get some momentum going. It uh, it, it takes away from uh, like Ottawa doesn't play any hockey games. Like they're, they're never on TV. They never play any games there, and they seem to be falling behind. But they're 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 uh, they got games in hand like crazy. Um, another one that uh, got some interest for me last night was the Oilers got they they got, they got their sixth straight win last night. Uh, they're still five points behind Nashville. Still five points behind Arizona. Yeah, they got a couple of games in hand, but you can't think they're going to win. I don't know what their schedule is like, but they're still five points behind two teams after six winning six in a row. So that that uh, that skid to start the season was was awful. It just shows how you, you really you can't have that kind of a stretch at any time of the season uh, to fall behind and just hope that you uh, you can you can put together ten in a row. That's what it's going to take for them to end up be pretty much in a uh, in a playoff spot, and that's tough to do. So you, you wonder like it's just crazy to think that the season can be done that quick that early, and then you're just screwed for the rest of the year. You play out the string and and just hope. But uh, it's something to watch. McDavid's flying again. He's got 34 points and only 22 games played. So he's having himself. He's getting back on track after the coaching change, which I still think is a BS coaching change, but it's one of those things. It's working now, but they, they would have won those games. I think regardless, doesn't it doesn't much matter. But he's uh, he's ten points behind Kucherov, and Kucherov's played five more games than than McDavid has. So you you wonder well, okay, if, if he has a couple, three, four more games, ten points is actually is nothing for McDavid the way he's playing. And that goal he scored last night against uh, Minnesota that was something else. That was a how she go and see you later. And he he beat the whole team all, and then he made Flurry look like an idiot at the end of it. But it was uh, he's he's flying. He's having himself a, a season as we we all knew he would. He'd come around to it. But it's just too bad that Jay Woodcroft had to be the guy to. Uh, to uh, be the uh, sacrificial lamb when that was all said and done, because it shouldn't have uh, turned out that way. And you, you, you think, you know, the, the everybody's uh, patting the, the, the flames on the back for the season that they're having with their lack of talent, lack of uh, goal scoring, everything else, and they're they're tied exactly with the Oilers. So it's just funny how the expectations are different for every team and the way it all works out. With that, you just uh, you, you think that the Oilers they're they're in tough. Like that's five points, still a lot to a lot to make up. Uh, lastly, we want to talk a little bit of Toronto Maple Leafs. They're they're in they're in trouble. They're uh, they're they have a great team 
right now. They're seven one and two in their last ten. They're they're flying. They're, they're they're winning hockey games, but they have a situation now where Joseph Wall is out and uh, and out for the foreseeable future with a high ankle sprain, a leg injury. The whole like it's uh, kind of up in the air right now. What's going on? But so now they're going to throw Samson off in there, and you don't know how that's going to go. But they have Martin Jones, a reliable backup, four hundred plus games played in the National Hockey League. Not a great goaltender, but he's a serviceable kind of guy. But the uh, the least been li- living and dying by by Wall. He's been so so good for them and him being out of the lineup for for foreseeable future you, you don't know how that's all going to turn out because between Samsonov's ears he has that he's his, his worst enemy he's almost it must be a Toronto thing because that's how Campbell was when he was in uh, Toronto too just their worst enemies of maybe reading the papers too much a Toronto Globe and Mail or whatever or the Sun or whatever the paper that uh, they, they read if they don't even read papers thing who am I kidding but yeah it's going to be interesting to see how, how that all turns out for the Leafs. And you wonder why goalies get hurt so much. Well, I I, I know why. Because uh, we I was just watching Overdrive yesterday, and Jeff O'Neill, the O-Dog, he was uh, asked the question, like, I think he knows why too. But just see, the, the uh, like, you, you, you look over the years, you had Patrick Wall was playing net for first Montreal, then he went over to Colorado, and he played every night. Marty Berdur played every night for uh, for New Jersey. And then you had Eddie Bell for it, wherever he played. You had Curtis Joseph, wherever he played. These guys played every night. There was no off days, everything else. Uh, the the way the goaltending is taught, and we're not going to get this in this rant again that I had on a couple days ago. But the way that the human body works isn't the way the uh, the goaltender's legs are being told to, to bend at a young age anymore. They're not uh, they're not building certain muscles. They're not don't have certain uh, ways of things, uh, ways of playing. And now the way the game is, is played, it doesn't uh, it doesn't bode well for goaltenders of the future because the way that their legs are, are being utilized, the way that their 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 joints are being hammered on at a young age, right on through. They're not they're not getting a chance to recover and because they're, they're playing goal all the same way all these guys need more uh they're having more wear and tear on their bodies uh, and it's not a good thing to, for the for the goaltending trade the way that these guys are, are in and out of the league so fast and they're they're saying spice see you later and there's a lack of goaltending across the league and the Leafs are in, are in a little bit of trouble right now you never know they might be able to play through it they have a good hockey team there they're not a great hockey team they're average but they're winning hockey games they're they're a mid-ranked team right now because they had some struggles earlier on but they they need to uh find a way to to uh to uh, maybe get David Ayers, and uh, he hasn't been, he doesn't play that way. The old Zamboni guy, maybe have him stop a few bucks for the Leafs. But you wonder how that's all going to turn out with the uh, the lack of wall for probably until Christmas, you would think, anyways. That's only three weeks away. So you got to think, these, these, what are we going to do? That's actually two weeks away. Now they look at the old calendar down there. Uh, and tonight, the Heisman Trophy ceremony gets going in New York City. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State. Michael Penix Jr., Washington. Uh, Bo Nix out of Oregon. And uh, Jaden Daniels out of LSU. Uh, Usually this goes to the uh, the Maxwell Award winner. The Heisman's one of the, the it's still one of those things. It's a very prestigious award. Whether it's still as, as prestigious as it used to be, who knows? But it's one of those things I tend to watch. And still, you uh, you clamor over Heisman winners, and they, they we, we talk about a lot on the 1420 podcast. Never draft the Heisman winning tr- quarterback. They never ever. I should, shouldn't say never. They rarely turn out very well. So whoever wins the uh, the Heisman tonight, don't uh, don't think that they're going to have a great uh, NFL career. That's quite kind of the way it turns out. But uh, last night. They gave the, the Maxwell Award to the uh, to uh, Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington, so look for him to win the Heisman tonight and take home double awards. And the, the Heisman and, and the, the Maxwell Award are pretty much the same thing. They just have different voting groups who get it. But so look look for uh, Michael Penix Jr. out of Washington Huskies to uh, the Pac-12 champion. Uh, and it's nice to see a couple of Pac-12 guys uh, in there because Pac-12, it's uh, it's their swan song. Uh, well, it's done. It's all done. Thanks, bye. See you later. There's no more, no more Pac-12 at all. So it's uh, sad to see, but it's nice to see two Pac-12 guys 
guys getting into the uh, the Heisman Trophy candidacy and uh, and going out on a high note. And uh, I look for Michael Penix Jr. to win the Heisman tonight. And actually, when you see, did you see the? Uh, um, that was funny to Marvin Harrison Jr. Is all he's a great, great uh, uh, receiver out of out of Ohio State. He's going to get paid more money to stay in college. He hasn't declared for the draft yet. He's going to get more NIL money and to stick around and, and play at Ohio State than he would go on to uh, whoever drafts him in the first round. Because usually wide receivers don't get a ton of cash in the first round. So it's going to be interesting to see if he uh, if he comes out of college or what's what is going to what's going to happen there. Because money talks, but it's more it's more long term money, I guess. But you can get set up pretty good with. 25 sheets in the, in the bank uh, and you, when you're 22 years old, I, I still still in college. So it's going to be interesting to see, see how that all plays out. I'll, I, I expect him to come out of college, but you just never know with some of these guys. And like his, his dad and everything else. So they got, they got some dough put away, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that all turns out. I, I, uh, I'd stick around. I'd stick in college. Why not? No, no pressure. Just go and play. Just go 12 game schedule, make 25 million bucks, still be in college, still screw around. I think it'd be a pretty, a pretty easy choice for me, but that's just me. Anyways, there's my uh, Saturday morning uh, rants and thoughts and shots and everything else for, uh, for this Saturday morning. Uh, two weeks till Christmas, man. It's crazy to think it's, uh, it's going that quick. But anyways, here's a work from our sponsors over there at Seeky. Give Santa and his elves a break from the grind this Christmas season and ask for tickets from SeatGeek. SeatGeek has tickets for shows, concerts, and sporting events for around the globe. And by using promo code 1420POD, you'll save $20 on tickets. Tickets make for great stocking stuffers and gifts, so get go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app for all of your ticket needs this holiday season and use promo code 1420POD today for your Christmas ticket. There it is, uh, promo code 1420POD uh, for 20 bucks off your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Uh, yeah, and get some uh, get some stocking stuffers and uh, everything else uh, for the holiday season and uh, treat treat the, treat the ones you love to some uh, tickets for the new year. Yeah, yeah. Always good. It's always a good thing. Anyway, let's get to birthdays and on this day and get you guys out of here. And then we'll go out. We'll play uh, some more uh, Save You from Jimmy Valentine, the birthday boy, 22 years young today. It's crazy to think. Crazy to think that that uh, young man's now a young man, actually. You know, that's how you put it into uh, perspective that way. Where are we here? There, a little sloppy on this Saturday morning. On this day in 1995, Eddie George, the, Eddie George of the Ohio State Buckeyes won the Heisman Trophy in his senior season at uh, Ohio State. George rushed for a school record 1,927 yards and 24 touchdowns and also caught 47 passes and an additional 417 yards and a touchdown. One of George's standout games of the season was in the Buckeyes' 45-26 win over the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, where he rushed for 207 yards. In his career at Ohio State, George rushed for 3,768 yards and 683 attempts and 44 touchdowns along uh, with the Heisman 1995. George went on to win the Walter Camp Award, the Maxwell Award, the, uh, the Walker Award, Big Ten MVP, Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, named a unanimous All-American and a first-team All-Big Ten. George had his number 27 retired by State, Ohio State and was drafted in the first round, 14th overall in 1996 by the Houston Oilers. On this day, Eddie George won himself a Heisman Trophy, one of the all-time great, obviously, college running backs of all time. He was a pretty good pro, too, Eddie George. He was, uh, he was something else. And there he is getting his Heisman Trophy on this day in 1995. And happy birthday to retired Major League Major League Baseball player Tony Bautista. Bautista was born on this day in 1973 in Porto Plata of the Dominican Republic. Bautista made his Major League debut on June 3rd, 1996, 
for the Oakland A's, going 0 for 3 with two strikeouts in the A's 2 1 win over the Kansas City Royals in front of a whopping 6,465 people in Oakland. Uh, Bautista's best season came in 2000 as a member of the Toronto Blue Jays when he hit 41 home runs and had 114 RBIs and was named his first of two All Star teams. Bautista spent the 2005 season in Japan playing for the Fukuoka Hawks, uh, hitting 263 with 27 home runs and 90 RBIs. In his 11 big league seasons, Bautista hit 221 home runs, 718 RBIs, had a career batting average of 251 with stops in Oakland, Arizona, Toronto, Baltimore, Montreal. That was their last year in the league. Uh, like I said, then he went to Japan, uh, Minnesota, and Washington. Happy birthday to Tony Bautista, uh, the strangest batting average in Major League Baseball history, that wide open stance. I don't know how he got anything on the outside of the plate, but it's one of those things. And happy birthday to Tony Bautista. There it is. There's 14.20 in the morning for this Saturday. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, uh, make sure you listen to some of our other shows that are all up there. Uh, we're closing in the 30,000 download mark for the year. So that's a little bit of a company. We're over that, but there's some extenuating circumstances. YouTube's big. And like I said, we are pretty proud of uh, being uh, nominated to be the uh, one of the creators of the year over there at Belly Up Sports. So thank you very much for all the support that they give us and for all the support that our, our listeners and everything else give us on a daily basis. Enjoy your Saturday, folks. Have a good time. Put us in your ear. Put a whole bunch of things in your ear. Tell your neighbors about us while they're putting out their Christmas lights or you're out doing your Christmas shopping, whatever you may be doing during this holiday season. Make us a part of your day each and every day. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. There we go. And uh, we'll put go out with a little uh, Jimmy Valentine right after we uh, get you just listened. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it. So tell me Start to fade.